The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks, and I am Jackie Zabrowski. Oh, how you doing today, Jackie? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Getting some good news, feeling positive. Fuck yeah! I feel great. We went and saw The Purge last night. Oh no! What going happen to me? <laughs> we had a long talk afterwards. Do you think? Now, for those of you that don't know, the purge is that in the future, violence is down, poverty is down, and and everyone is safe, and it's because one night of the year, they're able to kill anybody they want. Yeah, all crime is legal. Yes. Yeah. Do you think it would work? No. Well, yeah. Yeah? I mean, poverty being down, definitely. But the thing is, is that the poverty is down because they're killing all the fucking poor people. Exactly. So... I mean, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I know it's not a good thing, yeah. but like, yikes, man. I think I had a lot of dreams about it last night. Did you? Yeah. Hmm. I just kept thinking I was going to get purged. <laughs> I wouldn't last. Then we had the conversation of like, well, would you fight mm-hmm. or would you hide? I was like, I'd hide. Yeah. I would totally hide. There's no fucking way. It's like, I'm an angry person. You know, I have a lot of angry thoughts in my head. But I still, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do that to, like, get it out of Also because I wouldn't survive. Yeah. I mean, I'd be out there for, like, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'd get, like, snipe, snipe, <laughs> snipe. I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> but it's pretty cool because they have a lot of cool masks and makeup. So it's fun. I don't know. I kind of like to go out vigilante style, like Punisher style. Like, I'm going out to get the bad fuckers. This yeah. is the night when all the bad fuckers are out, and this is my time to take down the bad fuckers. But doesn't that in turn make you a bad fucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be careful, those who battle monsters, lest ye become Come one. On. <laughs> mm, thank you, Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quote Nietzsche. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is mm, fornication and other occupations. <laughs> we have actually talked about maybe doing a spinoff. Uh, not necessarily of that, but of a uh, cat chat. Cat chat. Okay. <laughs> Talking about cat chat. Jackie doesn't have any cats, but she likes to look at cats. <laughs> so I think it would be great, you know, yeah. just do a five-minute episode. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to be opening uh, the, everything up to, to donations here uh, pretty soon. If you guys uh, want to uh, want to give, we're going to be I mean, here in the next few weeks. You know, we're going to start opening up a lot of the Cave Comedy Radio shows up to donations. And we've been thinking about nice little bonus material to give out to all you guys who give to us. And we're thinking about cat chat. Cat chat. So if you want to hear cat chat, write us at kcomedyradio <laughs> at gmail.com or go to the Facebook page uh, or anything like that. And uh, if anything, we, you could probably just go to the Facebook page and describe the pictures of the kitties on there. Yeah. They're pretty cute kitties. Pretty cute kitties. That or if you have any other ideas of things that you would be interested in hearing us talk about. Yeah, anything at all. Like if you if you feel like there there's some like extra bonus material you think might be a good idea, uh, yeah, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Uh, myself, uh, still adjusting. You know, yeah. to the whole single life thing. How is it? How's that. it going? It's totally fun. Yeah. You know, I can go. I've been I've been eating way too many meals that consist of uh, sausage and crackers and cheese. 
that's fine. That's <laughs> you know, you're that's, a growing boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm still, I'm getting into it. I'm trying to not do the single guy spin out, uh, which I think it's not just guys, but it's also girls. I think a lot of people, when they come out of long-term relationships, they have a bit of a spin out, you know, where you you go out and you want to drink as much as you can. You want to fuck as much as you can. Uh, and you just want to generally be a maniac because you've been in a relationship relationship for so long but I had a spin out of about I'd say three days like and nothing terrible or anything like that but definitely a three day spin out you were just antsy in your pantsy antsy in my pantsy that's the only thing I could describe as yeah antsy in my pantsy but I'm trying real hard to not uh, switch into uh, manic mode and fucking swizz off into space Uh, trying real fucking hard for that and I think I've done a pretty fucking good job of it well I think it all depends on how your relationship ends I mean you guys it, it was a long time of you guys talking about it and working it out and dealing with it and trying to make it work yeah, so by the time it came to time. the end it, it was okay it, yeah. it wasn't a blowout it it was just two people that recognized we shouldn't be in a relationship anymore yeah and it, that's okay that's the healthiest way to end a relationship yeah it wasn't a car crash ending it was a dying in its sleep ending very I thought, peaceful i thought it was really interesting i was talking to someone um somebody i know that's like in his 50s and uh, they were talking about that, you know, they've gone through, they had a long marriage and had a, a divorce and have had other relationships since then. But he didn't understand why recently, like the last relationship he had, why it hurt so bad. He's like, this is the first time it's ever hurt. Hmm. And it's just, he's gone his entire life without ever having been broken up with. Ah. And rather than being the one that breaks up. And he's like, this hurts a lot this is awful and he's like had a spin out and stuff like that where it's like he had never had that before mm-hmm. and it's so insane like at least I mean I'm a little crazy, so I can't even imagine <laughs> never having been broken up with yeah. before I've been broken up with yeah. a few times <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our letters today. Uh, first off, we want to uh, to give a shout out to a guy named Richard who wrote us in a couple weeks ago. So sorry it's taken us so long to get to you, man. Uh, but Richard is uh, he's a young father uh, out in uh, in Kansas, and he's got a, a son uh, with some health problems, uh, and he's a little lonely out there. Uh, but he's fucking doing it. He's getting his shit together. He's keeping his shit together, uh, and he's staying with his family, and he's taking care of them and all we got to do all we want to do man is just fucking give you some encouragement tell you that you're doing fucking great uh thank you so much for listening to everything thank you so much for your kind words and just fucking keep on going man and also just thank you so much for you know it's hard as fuck and you're sticking with it and like you're you're such a strong person because if think of how many people cut and run in situations that are so much Simpler yeah. than what's going on with you right now, and man, you are you are the head of that family, and you are doing an, an awesome job. We saw a picture of your family, and, and you guys look happy, yeah. and you're doing it. And I'm sure it's hard between you and your wife, and you guys are so young. But man, I'm I'm like. <laughs> You're definitely a hero in my eyes. Yeah, me me too, man. It's really awesome. And the fact that you're talking about your son's health problems and the fact that you know all of the names, you know all of the medications, like completely involved, like you know what the fuck you're doing and you're doing it right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, really, uh, like you said in the in the letters, like I don't know uh, how much advice there is to give. Uh, 
I don't know. It seems like you're doing it on your own. But I'm glad that you were able to vent. You got to just get it out sometimes, you know, or or your head will just explode. And, Mm -hmm. you know, write in any time, vent anytime you want. And also, you know, definitely journal it out, too, which I'm sure you don't have the time. You're probably (laughs) fucking exhausted whenever you have any downtime. But if you really need to and you don't have the time to go see somebody, you know, just vent it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it really does help. Yeah. Uh, One thing I will say, one one old thing that I will say is that you said that... uh, when your son was diagnosed, you had no friends or family to talk to but hers. Reach, and I know you moved across the country uh, for this family, uh, so just be sure to reach back out to your friends and family back home. See if maybe you can have a buddy come and stay with you for a weekend. They're uh, still there. They know shit's hard, yeah, and you know. Yeah, they're still there. They know shit's hard, and you know, and maybe you don't have a you know a close relationship with your family or something like that. But you know, it, but you know, it sounds like you sounded sad that you had to leave your friends and family behind. You know, you sounded sad that you had to leave all of that behind. Uh, so I hope that you stayed in touch with them because uh, I know you left a long time ago. Uh, but if you uh, if you can't, you know, if, if you can't stay in touch with them, then just, you know, talk to other parents. See if you can find some friends out there. See if you can find some other parents that are in the same situation that you're in. Uh, and Because, so, you know, a lot of friendships start with commiseration. Uh, that one thing that you both have that you deal with. And then from there, the friendship can blossom. It's like, oh, oh, but you also like this thing. It's like, oh, fuck, you know, hell, I like Battlestar Galactica. Let's get together and watch like season one this weekend or something like that. Uh, and that's where it starts. But just remember, uh, you know, family does come first, but friends are also an extremely important part of life. So, you know, don't, don't forget that and don't neglect that part of your life. And it's also okay and completely understandable for you to take a little time out mm. for you to get to know somebody else to at least to you know go out and relax and whenever you can and do the same thing for your wife yeah you know you guys just take turns being able to have some time alone or hanging out with the buddy um it's really important just to keep your sense of self when you're given everything else to your family mm-hmm. and it sounds like your kid you said he's healthy and happy Fuck, man. That's all. That is all you can ask for. Uh, and thank you fucking so much for your kind words, man. It it fuck, always helps so much when I, you know, when we hear people that just listen fucking everything we do, uh, including this show. And that's just like, fuck yeah. Thank man. you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah. Uh, all right. Our next letter. What we going to call this dude from England. Uh oh, Wacky Thomas. <laughs> All right, Wacky and, Thomas. Oh, 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 I gave her a bit of the Wacky Thomas. <laughs> oh, did you give us some Wacky Thomas last oh, night? Yeah, yeah, Wacky Thomas did. She was blue in the face. <laughs> oh, that was a good oh. English accent. <laughs> We're both. Very pretty good at spot on. We're pretty spot on with accents. <laughs> I don't know if our fucking listeners out there appreciate how good we fuck are at accents. <laughs> I don't think they do. But tip top heads oh. off to you. Oh, a face turned blue. You do it wrong. You're supposed to turn purple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Dear Jackie and Marcus, I've been a fan of both years for roughly 18 months, and I want to start by thanking you as I'll go on to explain... 
Uh, they haven't been the smoothest, but last podcast on the left, Roundtable, Murder Fist, and uh, Sex and Other Human Activities all have been a massive help, giving me much-needed laughs through my daily life. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, Th- man. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening, as Thank always. Thank you. Yeah. I'm 14 and live in rural England with my mother, older sister, stepfather, and younger half-sister, who is six. For quite a while, there's been trouble in our already fragile household. See, my older sister, who is 18, has a deep hatred against my stepfather. She's hated him ever since he left our mother for another woman briefly after suffering a heart attack and was on medication. She refuses to look at him, not being in the same room as him, not eating the food he cooks, even refusing to go on the family holiday. This has been going on for the best part of a year now, and the longer it goes on, the worse it gets. My sister often doesn't sleep at her house. Her boyfriend, living about two miles down the road, we'd be lucky if she stays for more than two nights a week. This is having a horrible effect on our mom as she's forced to pick a side, her husband or her daughter. My brother, who's away at university, only gets a biased picture of what's going on from our mom, and then as he tries to help, he sends what he sees as help text telling her to, quote, get her act together, which always makes the problem worse. In a few months, she herself will be moving away to start university, and if their differences are not resolved, I fear that the whole in the family will become a black hole. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, and congratulations on Murder Fist Fundraising. Thank you again. Waki Thomas. Waki Thomas. Man, you're a sweet dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a legitimately good person who yeah. cares about and loves his family. First yeah. of all, I just want to say that right up top. You're a good person. And also, especially, it's like at 14, it's hard to love your family sometimes. Yeah. And like, especially when they're going through such a rough patch and, you know, you are, as much as you don't even probably see it, are a rock for your sister mm-hmm. and for your family. And you need to continue that. Like right now, you seem to be one of the the stable part of the family. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember that as you go forward and, and as you're dealing with this situation that as long as you and your sister are good, you'll never lose her. Yeah. And... There are definitely black holes in families, unfortunately, sometimes. I'm just going to go ahead and speak from my personal experience. Um, my older sister is technically my stepsister, mm-hmm. um, or half-sister, half-sister. And my father is not her father. And for my entire, almost entire existence, she has hated him. Yeah. From when we were kids, she would, like, she just hated everything about him even though I mean he wasn't necessarily always a great person he was a really bad drunk but he did everything in his power to help the family he put her through seven years of college that she never finished she, seven seven and never <laughs> finished any of it it's like things that, but she just couldn't get over the fact that he was not her father and even though he was perfectly fine she just couldn't get past that and what eventually in our family that my mom kind of had to let happen was that she said, okay, I mean, I'm going to have a separate relationship with you then if you're not going to talk to him and you're not going to come in the house anymore, this is what you really want. We will have a separate relationship and you are my daughter. I'm not going to lose you. And I I mean, if this is something you're not going to get over, she went through therapy, she did the whole thing and it was just something she just couldn't get over. And eventually in time I mean this is I'm saying up until she was 
23, 24, it was like this. And they've been together since she was five. Yeah. So, I mean, this was a long time. And now she's she's 40 years old. And since then, after she left the house, she got perspective. Yeah. Of that, like, why was I acting this way? She grew up. She realized that what was going on and the way that she was acting wasn't right. And she needed my mom to choose her in her eyes for that to happen after and then after she left and then it wasn't a resentment against my mother anymore or my father she eventually came back and dealt with it yeah and apologized but it took a long time yeah i think your sister just needs to grow up and i'm not saying that in any negative in a, way like get your act no, together i'm not no. saying it's like grow the fuck up no she just needs to get some experiences in the outside world because i'm sure this happened because the way you talk about it uh that didn't happen that long ago that your stepfather left your mother very briefly uh, and then came back. Sounds like that didn't really happen that long ago. So you may have been, you're 14 now, so it that may have happened at a time when you didn't quite understand what was going on uh, or you didn't feel as much of an emotional impact on it. But if your sister's 18 now, then it's very likely that she was in the throes of puberty and was going through a lot of emotional changes and had a lot of hormones going on all at the same time. So it's very possible that that affected her on a much deeper level than it affected you. Uh, so she just needs to gain some perspective in life. This isn't going to get solved before she goes to university in the fall. Like right. it's, it's not even come close to get solved. Put that thought out of your mind. Uh, that's it's. But also, if it doesn't get solved, then that doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. And it doesn't mean that, you know, your family is, you know, broken apart forever. It just means that your sister needs to gain a little bit of perspective in life. She needs to, if, in other words, I think what she needs to do, she needs to fuck up. Because I think that's what it takes to realize, because your stepfather fucked up. He had a heart attack. He got scared. You know, he decided I, you know, I, he had probably sounds like a midlife crisis. He got yeah, scared. He just, got like, a little, he, just he yeah. cut and run. I mean, that's, yeah, he cut and he, run. Sometimes you yeah. do that. He almost died. Not that it's okay. No, no, <laughs> at no. At all. But that's just what people do sometimes. And they have near death experiences like that. Uh, they just kind of, they get crazy. They go insane. They're not themselves for a little while. They fuck up. They, but you know what? But he came back. And your mom forgave him. Uh, and it sounds like you've forgiven him as well. Uh, and it's just going to have to take your sister some time living life out in the world to forgive him as well. And I mean, I do understand. I feel that, you know, if I were in my teens and my father cheated on my mother, I'd probably feel very similarly. That's also the difference. I mean, not all the time, but I mean, personally, I feel like the difference between the connection of a mother and a daughter as opposed to a mother and a son. No, oh, You no. know, I mean, that's why, like, you know, you said your older brother's away at university. He's not even dealing with it. He's separate from the whole situation. So it's easy for him to just be like, stop acting that way. Yeah. Because, but it's not that easy for someone that's there and someone that, like, at woman to woman feels a deep connection of like she puts herself in her mother's place mm -hmm. and thinks of how like that it was also a wrongdoing to her as well and to the whole family. She probably was the person who your mother vented to. 
You know, your mom may have, she may have taken the emotional brunt of your mother's sadness uh, and absorbed that in a way that you or, you know, your brother just can't understand. Uh, And that's fine. Like, you know, it's like you're not supposed to understand it, you know, when you're 14. And hell, you know, I'm 31 and I'd probably have a pretty hard time understanding that kind of connection, that kind of bond and that kind of thing that you go through that, uh, you know, the two women, uh, especially a mother and a daughter would share that kind of pain. Like, I I don't think I could come close to understanding what that's like. Uh, And that's with many years of experience out there in the world. So I think... It's going to be just fine. Uh, You're just going to have to let it run its course. There's nothing that you personally can do. You cannot get in the middle of this. Uh, The most that I could tell you to do is maybe talk to your older brother and just say, hey, you're not helping. Yeah. So that just say like, because that's, you know, because you're talking to the other dude in the family. Like he's the other dude in the family. Just say like, hey, you know, your text, like, I know what you're trying to do. Uh, It's and, you know, and that's fine. But, you know, tell your older brother, it's like, just let her be. You know, she's almost out of the house. You're only making things worse. You're only causing more conflict, which is hurting me. You know, it's hurting, you know, my, you know, baby stepsister or my baby half sister. You know, it's hurting a lot of us and you're not doing any good. So just cool it. No, I, I think that's the most that you can do. I do. I do think that maybe before she leaves to go to university, if you're able to have a conversation just with your sister as well, just not even about your stepfather at all. Yeah. Just being like, hey, I'm going to miss you a lot when you're gone. And I don't want you. I want to talk to you. I want to be able to see you. I, I don't want to lose you. And it means a lot to me if we can call each other or email each other if I can come out and visit you at school or you know it, it especially I think she probably needs to hear that as well mm-hmm. that so she can remember that when she's in the bubble of what she's feeling right now that she doesn't forget about the rest of the family that it's not about you mm-hmm. at all it's not about your mother at all unless she's upset with her mother for taking him back which I think she probably is I'm sure yeah. but I think that like then take this matter into your own hands and make sure that you personally don't lose her because that's what matters most at the end of the day. If she doesn't want to see your stepfather, if that never changes, that won't break the bond that brother and sister have. Yeah. And, you know, you just need to remember that. And I think that reaching out to her will really, will really touch her and maybe make her think for a second yeah. about how it's also affecting you which it obviously is a lot, but I think that you're dealing with it really well and and very eloquently written. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, you at know. 14, so and also going through a bunch of shit in your family right now. Like, yeah. you know, you, you have your head on your shoulders and you're really thinking about this shit and, and that's awesome. You are years ahead. Man, you got a solid life ahead of you. Yeah, man, you're yeah. doing great. And I think that just remember to, to communicate and keep those bonds open and maybe talk to your mom about how you feel if you're close to your mom about what's going on, you know, and communication is just really, really important in family to keep things going. Absolutely. Well, you can do it. You can do it, man. Wacky Thomas. <laughs> wacky Thomas. Wacky Thomas. All right, Wacky Thomas, you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> I went more in a robot yeah, territory. Yeah, it was wacky fine. Thomas. I appreciated it. Yeah, well, yeah, I know how much you like robots. Yeah, and beer pooches. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Our next letter, what we call in this gal. Mm, crunchy chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I would love a chicken wing right now. Oh, man, I'm, oh, I'm going to get some chicken wings after this. Oh, maybe I'll get some chicken wings after oh, this. Oh, they sure do. They sell chicken wings on stairs at the Creek of the Care. 1093 1093 of New York. Oh, cringy chicken wings. I see. I was doing a, a countdown. Yeah, you're doing more. Is that Japanese? It's Japanese Cajun, I think. Cajun. We got we got some chicken wing. Oh, gross! <laughs> like French influences in there. I can hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. You get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Creole Japan. Creole Japan. All right. Well, crunchy chicken wing. Let's get to the letter. Dear Marcus and Jackie, hope you are both well. I've been a long-time listener of your show, but this is the first time I've written in because this is the first time I've honestly felt like maybe I need a fresh perspective on things from people who don't know me and have more life experience than I do. I'm a 21-year-old engineering student and was diagnosed with anxiety disorder and depression about a year ago, even though I'd known there was something quote-unquote wrong with me for many years after having one too many brushes with suicide and suicidal thoughts. I was put on medication almost immediately and have been through some CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and I genuinely feel like I'm getting better. However, there are some things that I just can't seem to overcome, and at times it just gets so dark and cloudy that I don't even know if it's worth continuing on. I go to a, quote, very reputable STEM university, which means it's a very high-pressure environment, and a disturbingly large proportion of my close friends are either suffering from depression or have had some other mental health issue due to the insanely high workload, as well as the unfortunate perfectionist mentality that so many people seem to be plagued with. I love talking to them, and I want to do everything in my power to help them, but I have realized that when I'm around people who are miserable, I seem to get even more wrapped up in my own mind, and I go down the same spiral of self-hatred and loathing that I've been trying my best to get out of. I don't want to be a terrible person and not be there for my best friends, but at the same time, I'm so tired of hating myself and being sad all the time, on top of parental pressures to do well and my own absurd perfectionist tendencies. Dealing with other people's issues as well makes everything seem impossible. What do you think I should do? Should I be a complete asshole or, she she says, arsehole. Mm, Yay, crunchy chicken wing. (laughs) (laughs) And ignore my friends when they need to talk in an attempt to keep my sanity and then hate myself for it. Or should I sit there and listen to how terrible everyone's lives are and then hate the world for making the people I love miserable? Do you reckon it's even worth living when everyone is just so fucking sad all the time? I'm beginning to forget why I didn't go through with ending it all in the first place. Please don't worry. This is not urgent, and I know enough to recognize the signs if I feel like I'm on the verge of doing something stupid, like trying to hurt myself, and I can get help if I feel like it's necessary. Heck, my room is too much of a mess for me to let someone find me in that state. I used to think that. I remember. It's just I read that and I was like, man, I I remember that. <laughs> Thank you for the wonderful show and keep doing what you're doing. Lots of love. A crunchy a chicken wing. I do. Lo- I love that. Yeah, she did like the 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 fucking the tongue sticking out emoji, like the yeah, emoticon, like. like ah, ah, ah. Ah. <laughs> that is good. That is great. Yeah, you you sound you sound like you're doing good. But yeah, Jackie, Jackie, take it. Is this your passion? Is engineering your passion? Is this what you definitely, completely, 100% want to do with your life? I find that 
as someone that also has anxiety disorder and I have my entire life, I've chosen to be in really hard programs or I've put myself to the edge and I work myself over and over again and, and I, I live inside and then you surround yourself by people that are the exact same way and then you feel you're all wrapped up into it and then it gets you, it gets you, it gets you and then you stop and it's like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Is this what I really, really, really want to do. I had this problem when I was in, I was a meteorology major mm-hmm. and it was very st- stressful. Math. And I would, yes. And you know, and I had a job, I had full-time school. I did murder fist. I had, I did plays that were every night and I slept. And then that's when I would, had speed addiction problem because I was just like, well, I can't get it all done. So I have to do something to get me. And then I realized like, is this what I really want to do? Mm. Why don't I cut out what I don't really want to do? And I had to sit and really think about it and evaluate my life and see the people that I was surrounding myself by and realize that like the stress of it wasn't worth it. Yeah. And I stopped doing meteorology as a major. I mean, I was still really busy with everything else I was doing. I did theater as a major, but it was more of what I loved to do. And then the stress is a different kind of stress. It's rough at times, but at the in the long run, it's towards what I really wanna do. And I've learned that you have to cut out the negative people in your life. Everyone is stressed out. Everyone is having a hard time, especially if you're really working towards something. And there's a difference between good stress and bad stress. And mm-hmm. those negative people are just gonna bring you down. And not talking to them isn't, doesn't make you an asshole. Yeah. It means you're protecting yourself. And there are other people. There's got to be people in that school that are not like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. These schools are intense. Then why do you want... But is that what you want? No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some I don't people, know. Some people want, want it. Yeah, some people want it. Some people, that's just what they do. And I understand. As if it's something that you really want, then you totally go for it. And you can fucking push through this. And yeah, talk to them and try and like, you know, deal with you first before you deal with others' negative stress. But you did mention the parental factor in this, which I think that's what I'm really thinking about that kind of rung a bell in my head is that are you doing it for you or are you doing it for them? Mm-hmm. And I really disappointed my parents when I got out of meteorology. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. But I looked at them and I was like, I will put myself in the grave if I continue this way. Mm-hmm. And they were upset and they did the whole thing and then they realized that I was going to. Yeah. I was gonna kill myself. I was going down a path that was not good. And I had to, it wasn't giving up, it was choosing me. It Mm. was choosing my sanity. And that's a lot more important in the long run for the happiness of your life. Like if this is something that like you really love then awesome. Yeah. Because it's going to be stressful forever. Life will always be stressful. And, and if you're always going to be surrounded by people that are just stressed out if they love what they're doing. Yeah. 
If you love this and you know that this is what you want to do for the rest of your life, but you know that this is a very stressful time, I mean, maybe, and, you know, I know engineering is a very stressful yes. major. It just, yeah. it doesn't matter where you are, but engineering is going to be stressful and really hard. And if engineering is something that, and it's not going to be this stressful for your entire life. Yeah, but you have at least another, what, 10 years of schooling, eight years of school. I mean, it's like you have engineering, yeah. you, you're going... You're going further yeah. than undergrad, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely not just stopping in undergrad. You know, I mean, hell, I had a, a friend of one of my best friends up here in the city, uh, or hell, one of my best friends, you know, for years and years, my buddy Colin. Uh, he was an engineering student for, I think, two or three years uh, and fucking hated it. Changed to art. Uh, and yeah, and now he's an artist. You know, he's getting commissions up here in the city. He's doing it really well. took a long time. It took a real fucking long time for him to get there, but he is starting to get to the point where he's starting to make a little bit of money doing creative endeavors. Uh, and if he would have stayed in engineering, he, you know, would be fucking miserable. Be absolutely fucking miserable. He's miserable now, but a different kind different of miserable. Kind of miserable. He's artist miserable. Yes. Which <laughs> That's the thing. I'm stressed out all the time. Me but too. It's a different yeah. kind of stress. It is different. Yeah. It's a different kind of stress. It's a good stress. It's a motivating stress. It's what fucking. It's what keeps you going, man. Uh, and as far as as your friends go, you know, and we're def- I mean, we're definitely not telling you blow up your fucking life. Uh, no, or, no, no, no. Like, yeah, yeah. But just it's definitely something to think about. Just think about. Definitely it. think about it and evaluate a lot you know just reevaluate everything and see if that's if this is first of all first and foremost before you even deal with your friends first and foremost deal with yourself first uh as far as your friends go you know it's i know that we all get into bitch circles sometimes you know as long as if you're with a lot of people that are in the same field and in the same areas you you'll all sit around and you'll all complain about the same things over and over and over again and you'll all get depressed about it and you'll all end up in a much worse place that you were before it's not it doesn't matter if you're going to engineering school or if you're a fucking waiter or you work at a pie yeah, shop yeah, you work at a pie <laughs> I mean, shop you do the same you know? put a cap on it though yeah put a cap on it just be like fuck let's just not talk about this no give more. it 15 20 minutes when you meet up Get all the shit out, and then talk about literally anything else. <laughs> anything. Anything. Talk else. about the typeface on the menu. Okay, just I mean, you, I mean, it's a good, good. I mean, I do the same thing with my coworkers because mm-hmm. it's like we're not at work. I don't want to talk about work. Yeah. So you you get it out, put a cap on it, and then try and be friends because when you have when it's bitch circle, you're not really connecting with each other. You're just lamenting yeah which is okay it's like the only thing that you have in common like if that's the only thing that you talk about with these people then that means that's the only thing you have in common with them and if that's the only thing you have in common with them then i don't know they're not really friends they're just kind of you just become bitching post to each other uh and that's not great that's not healthy you know it's definitely healthy to vent and it's healthy to get that stuff out, but if you become obsessed with it and it's all you fucking talk about, honestly, I think that's how people get stuck in shitty jobs. Yeah. I think that's how people get stuck in shitty dead-end jobs. Because it's like, it's just a cycle where you just complain to each other all the time and you feel like you're accomplishing something by complaining. Like, that's the worst part about it. It's like you, you sit there and bitch and piss and moan and you feel like, yeah, we showed them. You didn't show anybody shit. 
You just introduced more negativity into the world for an entire night drinking at the fucking bar. Uh, you didn't do anything, but it makes you feel like you did something. Uh, so if that's the only thing you guys talk about, then just fucking hang out with some other folks, you know, find some people that you have a lot of shit in common with, because it could be that you're the person that everyone complains to. Could be that you're the person that everyone comes to because she'll listen. They come and they complain to you. Uh, and you don't want to be that person. That's not a pattern that you want to fall into. Uh, it's one thing if you're the person that people come to for solutions. If you're the person that people come to is like, hey, listen, I've got this fucking problem. I don't know what's going on. Like, what do you, what do you think? Like, just fucking just tell me anything. Uh, it, that's one thing. But if they just see you and they're like, oh, my God you will not believe what Professor Shamaguchi said to me today. And then it just goes from there. That's being a bitchin' post. And nobody wants to be that, and nobody should be that. But there are plenty of people in this world that get stuck being that. Uh, so just talk about anything else. After the initial thing's done, just go like, yeah, let's fucking, let's just talk about something else. Also remember, as someone, as one busy person to another busy person, it is mandatory that you have one night off a week. Mm -hmm. You, and I understand it's hard as fuck when you have all this other shit to do and you're just like, yeah, but I've got to, you have to shut off. Mm -hmm. Go, you know, I've been doing my Zumba classes lately. Zumba. And, and rather than taking a nap in the middle of the day when I have like a few, like I have an hour to take a nap, I'll do a Zumba DVD. And then I feel, I did it for me. Yeah. Didn't do it for fucking anybody else. I didn't <laughs> do it for a class. I didn't do it for my fucking parents. I did it for me. Yeah. And you have to have that. Yeah. And I never realized how important it was. And people have been telling me this for so long. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have time to do that. But you do. And it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And it has made me, it makes, because then when you get back into it, when you jump back into it, you're clearer. And you're not as stressed out. And you know how you make time for that? Is that this is a, I mean, this is at least how I started making time for that is that I worked harder on every other day of the week. Right. Every other day of the week, I worked a little bit harder than I had before instead of spreading it out. So since I worked a little bit harder every day before, then I would have that fucking day where it is nothing. Because nothing spilled over. I made sure that I try to make sure that like I have Fridays and Saturdays off. So I try to make sure that by Thursday at 630, when I get off work, I've got everything done. Nothing is on my mind. There's nothing that I have to worry about getting out the next day. Uh, and it's because I work just a little bit harder than I would have the week before. Sometimes it die, and I'll tell you, I fucked up this week. I got to work tomorrow because I went up after the purge, and we went over to fucking Ben and and Holden's place, and we sat there and talked about movies and watched Weird Al videos for three hours and got drunk because I fucked up there, even though I had a great time with my friends. But because I didn't just go home after the movie, now I've got to work tomorrow. But that's because you had your fun packet. Yeah, that was your packet of fun. Now you don't get your packet of fun. Tomorrow. No. That's, I mean, that's being an adult. Yeah. You know, is taking care of the business. But as long as you have a packet of fun, mm -hmm. you yeah. have to. Some packet of fun. Just fine. And I'm not saying that you got to go out and get drunk or anything like that. Although it sounds like you're either uh, British or Irish. Uh, with a name like that, I'm fucking totally guessing Irish. Uh, but 
And yeah, you don't have to just go out and get fucked up or anything like that. Like I didn't get wasted last night. I wasn't slurring or nothing. You know, just get. A, I just you know went out and drank. Or maybe go to a bar that's off of campus, a little further away, and go have a drink and meet some townies. Yeah, you know, it's like. Not that drinking is a good, like, the yeah. only way to meet people, but, like, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and I'm not exactly sure where you are and you're surrounded by people from school, maybe that's the only place you can go to. Cora, Have, darling. Yeah. You want some chips? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think you're doing a great job. It's just, I, believe me, I understand where you are. I completely understand. Just remember to check in with you and see what's going on mm-hmm. and see if it's what you want and when you want to if you want to continue it which is hard and it sucks but sometimes you really need to just you got to talk to yourself see what's going on up there Damn. and I'm really glad you wrote in too yeah thank you so much for writing thank you so because much because even for just sharing. venting I hope that even just felt better too just to write it out and be like this is my life right now mm-hmm It'll be great. It'll be fine. You'll figure it out. Uh, And uh, just call in or uh, write in and let us know how it goes. Um, Well, that's uh, all the time we got for today, unfortunately. That's all the time. That's all the time. We've got another show coming in. I know. Yeah. But uh, we will be back next week. We got got more letters to get to. Uh, We might be doing... We might be doing some more... Here soon. More episodes. Might be doing. We might be coming out a little more often. Uh, But you know, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Let us know if if you got an extra episode a week. All right. Would you dig that? Would that be something that you would be down for? Like, give us a uh, an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com if you have any questions. uh, If you have anything to add to anything we've said today, uh, or if you you know want. If you want more episodes, just uh, send us an email, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, and we will talk to you next week. Week. Have a great week. week.